Hello and welcome to Media Snack live from London. And hello from New Jersey. Hey PJ, all good? Hey, good, how are you? Very well, very well. So I've been looking forward to this episode PJ. Uh, we're going to be talking about pool-based auditing, okay? The big gnarly subject of pool-based auditing. Um, pool-based auditing has been around for decades. You've presumably done more pool-based audits than you can possibly even imagine and remember, right? It's been around for decades. Uh, many advertisers have found it hugely valuable, especially in Europe. Uh, agencies perhaps have been less pleased with it, let's say. Maybe it's been a bit more sort of challenging uh, with it. But things are changing, especially in this kind of dynamic market. <laughs> That we find ourselves in at the moment. So uh, today we're going to talk about what actually pool-based auditing is. We're going to try and unpick some of the, the relative strengths and weaknesses of pool-based auditing. And as always, PJ, at the end of the session, you're going to provide three insights and tips that will hopefully help uh, marketers out there to be more considered around pool-based auditing. All on today's Media Snack. Welcome to Media Snack, the live weekly show where we unpack the important questions that you all have about media, agencies, marketing and more. If you're new to the channel, it's great to have you join us. Subscribe below to get alerts of all upcoming weekly episodes. Right, PJ, what's our question of the week? What happened to pool auditing? Pool auditing. Okay, well, um, I'm going to start and try to unpick this, but I'm going to start with actually trying to describe what pool-based auditing actually is. So uh, a pool audit is where a collection of advertisers provide visibility to their media pricing, okay, often anonymized. And uh, an audit pool is where an, a collection of advertisers provide access to an auditor, to, their, to have visibility on their media prices. Now, the idea is that that then auditor is able to provide a perspective as to how strong or weak that advertiser's prices are relative to the marketplace. Okay, that's, that's what pool-based auditing is. Now, I would imagine that, you know, when it started, it started because advertisers wanted to have uh, an independent, objective perspective on where their prices were you know they'd go to their agency or they'd go to their media owner and ask them how good their prices were the agency would say well, they're brilliant you know of course they're going to be they're going to say they're brilliant and the the advertiser would say okay i get it but having an independent perspective where that auditor could look at comparisons of other advertisers perhaps even within the same category and then provide a measured perspective on the relative strengths and weaknesses of that price would be really kind of effective and would be really helpful. So I suppose in the past, the answer that pool-based auditing was providing was how competitive my pricing is at any kind of moment in time, right? And so that helped, I think, in the past. But increasingly, I would imagine as an advertiser, you're not just curious about the the competitive nature of your price what you're looking for is to try and understand how you can improve those prices how you can take that comparison and the insights of that comparison and 
bring it to bear to your pricing so that that actually can become more effective. Okay, so that's, I think, have I covered pool-based auditing? Is that is that a fair description of what it is? Yeah, that's exactly how it started, David. And that, those were the questions that it was designed to answer. And it's, a, and it's evolved over time and people have used it in different ways. But but that's what advertisers were trying to get at when, when they considered pooling. And of course, <clears throat> in its heyday, it was a simpler task because the media marketplace was a lot more uh, linear and a lot easier to, to develop a like-for-like -like comparison. And we'll talk about this a little bit, but the, the marketplace has exploded, making pooling a difficult proposition. Okay, so can help me out then, PJ. What, so what actually happened to pool-based auditing? What are, the, what are the challenges with pool-based auditing in this current, more dynamic marketplace? Yeah, I think there's really like a, almost a one-two punch that occurred here that, that has affected pooling and a pool-based audit. The first punch was really around uh, the establishment of performance-related incentive plans. It became more and more a standard feature in yeah. advertiser agency agreements, right? And so once that became really embedded in relationships, it naturally posed some very good questions about the relevance of a pool-based audit and the function it might perform within a PRIP, right? Yeah. Pool-based auditing is, is by its nature, a bit of a black box. The advertiser and the agency don't know who's in that pool. So people begin to question, well, is this a relevant comparison for us? You know, is this collection of advertisers that are in this pool, are they relevant to us as an advertiser? Do they buy in a similar fashion? Do they have similar clout? Um, uh, do they do they deploy similar negotiation tactics? Is it relevant? Yeah. Um, you know, we use this analogy a lot uh, it, it, because it's comparable, I think, to how this all plays out. And it's sort of if you were running a 5K, right? In the, in the US, David, we have these turkey trots. So right. you go run a 5K before Thanksgiving and you get in all that exercise before you eat this fantastic meal. And in a 5K, you would say, well, my goal is to run that race faster than I ran it last year. Yeah. My goal is not to improve my rank order in that race in my age group and go from 50 to 40 or 40 to 30. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I can't control who's in the pool. I can't control who I'm running against. What I can control is how I train for that race, uh, if I'm able to lose some weight, if I'm able to buy some new trainers, those elements are within my control. And so that becomes more of the focus within a PRIP. So that was the first punch of the one-two punch is the yeah. PRIP element of it. The second punch was really digital media. Now, because digital media introduced an explosion of data points within the analysis and made comparable references nearly impossible. Yeah. Um, and so once that happened, um, it made pooling uh, immediately sort of an irrelevant concept within the digital confines. If you think about programmatic, there is no pool that can adjust for the real-time shape-shifting that happens in a programmatic buy. You can't recreate in a laboratory condition the supply and demand mechanics of a real-time bidding environment. So pooling kind of became irrelevant then. So the one-two punch is sort of the, the adoption of preps, yeah. across the industry and the digital ecosystem. Yeah. But what you're describing there in terms of the one-two punch, they're not, they're not fads, right? They're not just trends that, that are going to go away. We're not going to go back to, uh, you know, limited channel selection. We're not going to go back to only being paid by commission. So, so in a marketplace that is only going to get more complicated and where choices are only going to become 
far greater and where advertisers, the majority of advertisers who sort of see media as a, as a lever for growth are looking to link their agency's performance in some way to kind of value generation. So print mechanics will only become kind of more amplified and more commonplace. Um, you know, and if you're an advertiser and a brand leader and a media leader sitting there thinking, okay, right. I mean, traditionally I've, it's an insurance policy. My, my pool-based auditing ranking is an insurance policy, right? It's telling me that I'm doing okay, but it's a fairly complicated marketplace. What should I be thinking now? If my business is still, I suppose, somewhat addicted to, to, to that as a, as a measure, and it makes sense, and it has made sense for a number of years, what are the tips that, that you should be at least thinking or considering as you, as you kind of reflect on whether it's right for you as a, as a business or not? The first thing that advertisers have to do is start with the question that they're trying to answer. What what's get real clarity on the question you're trying to answer with an audit. If the question that you're trying to answer is how competitive are our costs, it's a fair question. Uh, and and so define that as the as the as the north star of what you're trying to answer in an audit, and then make sure that you dig deep on the makeup of that pool that you're going to be compared against. Is it relevant? Um, ask all the questions that you think need to be answered to make sure that that's a relevant comparison set for you. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting the right answers to those questions, that should be considered a flag. Yeah. Um, also think about pool exclusions. So anything that has to be pulled out of that uh, comparative um, could also inform whether that's going to be a really relevant benchmark for you. So how does it apply to OTT? How does it apply to programmatic? If those things are not in the benchmark, you do need to question uh, whether that's a relevant um, comparison set as it gets to be a smaller and smaller percentage of your total media spend. And then I, I would also say that you, if you go down that path, you should think about questioning whether you have third-party verification of the size and scalability of that pool, right? Some, some independent measure that says, this is, how, this is how robust and representative this pool is of the market. What you're trying to get to there is just simply... Are we talking about an Olympic sized pool? Or are we talking about a shallow kiddie pool? Like th- those are the types of things you need to interrogate as an advertiser. Yeah. So that's really, David, around, you know, if you're thinking, if the advertiser is thinking about it from the perspective of how competitive are our costs. But if you're alternatively thinking, well, how do we improve? Mm. That's an actually a more interesting question in a lot of ways, because you're trying to think forward about what we do from here. Once the audit's complete, how do we improve our performance? Then I think you have to really dig deep and think about what's under the control, within the control of the agency. Um, Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to really matter as to whether they can control that performance and those KPIs that are within that benchmark. And then you have to think, I think, very carefully as an advertiser about what you're doing to put the agency in the best position to succeed. So um, focus on the leverage points that are going to aid that negotiation Think about it from that part of the lens um, and then think through what that negotiation is going to actually feel like when the agency goes to the media owners. Is is the reference to an opaque pool really going to be motivating to that media seller? And if not, think about the the elements that you really need to lean into to make sure that the agency is positioned for success. Yeah. And then one one final thought, I think, and this is this is important and this is a passion of ours is is really. I think about it from the perspective of of, uh, developing a performance-related incentive plan that emphasizes sort of 
cognitive empathy. And what do we mean by that? We mean this is where you start to put yourself in the position of the agency. What's going to be truly motivating to the agency? Mm-hmm. Again, things under their control. Think about it from your perspective. Would you want your own KPIs to be transparent? Would you want to be measured on things under your control? You know, is it a fair analysis? Is it a robust analysis? If you if you think about it from the perspective of what's going to truly drive change, I think it reorients yourself around the right KPIs that are going to be truly motivating to that agency. Yeah, that's really helpful. And do you, do you, I mean, we've come across, you know, advertisers that we work with that actually have print mechanics linked to their, their pool audit score. Uh, so th- that essentially becomes the currency for success. Right. And presumably auditors that have all have pools, they they kind of they want to nurture and nourish that. Right. There's got to be a better way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of a that's kind of like the holy grail for a pool auditor is when the when they when the uh, prip is defined within uh, their own pool. Because, as I said earlier, that that's a black box that the agency and the client don't truly know what goes into that. But it makes their business model very sticky. Here at IDComs, we've been able to work with clients and and sort of um, introduce a new change management program around value track. So comparing their performance year over year, which, again, because you take it out of the black box and you focus on what the agency can control and you hone in on their year over year cost performance and really work on negotiation leverage points that they can bring to market, that whole program becomes more transparent. There's a greater degree of trust. There's a greater degree of ownership. And we ultimately see, you know, better traction because everybody can understand exactly what we're going into the market to 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 execute. Yeah. And that's it. Right. It's all about accountability and it's about creating better measures to make responsible media uh, a greater driver of business outcome. That's all any of us want. Right. And so as we kind of move forward as, as the industry, we just perhaps need to just question the status quo and think about things in a slightly different way. Um, but PJ, that's really helpful. Thank you very much. Um, that's it for this week. If you have enjoyed the episode and if you like any of the other episodes, give us a thumbs up. Um, but uh, from on behalf of PJ and I, thank you very much and thank you for watching. Media Snack is brought to you each week by IDcoms, the award-winning growth consultancy specializing in media. We help advertisers on a life cycle to growth in three service areas, operations, partnerships, and optimization that transform your media investments into real company growth. Whether you're planning an agency pitch, upgrading your media organization, want to learn new best practice, or simply get better performance from your media investments, you can find out more at idcoms.com forward slash growth.